dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Pirates, vandals of Volcano Mountain, whatever it is, I will take them down. Because I am in a mood. I need to get something done, you know what I mean? Stone Groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit. Come on. And welcome. We are live. This is episode one of the Live at Lunchtime show. Um, your bi-monthly cure for lonely lunch breaks. Um, from produced by Dad the Soul, obviously. Um, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Dan Flanagan. I'm joined by my co-host, the better-looking co-host, Money oh. Have Said. The Suella Braverman to my Theresa May, the Vic to my Bob, the Hinge to my Bracket, the DJ Shadow to my James Lavelle, Ilkley's own Jim Coulson. Jim thank Coulson, you. welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, an extra bit of spice onto this podcast, isn't there? Because, you know, normally these are all pre-recorded. There's points where we can go, we'll edit that bit out. Um Unfortunately, we've decided to go live at lunchtimes, and uh, that means everyone can see the mistakes and possibly the libels. So that's good. We we do get kicked in the libels. So yeah, for the the, <laughs> the new viewers slash listeners, um, we've been doing Jim presents the the Dad's Old Sessions on a, a Thursday night. Uh, has some excellent topical guests, chat, comedy, music. Um, we also do a podcast, or a couple of different podcasts that you get to listen to at your leisure. But that's the thing, you know, with podcasts, they're a lonely pursuit, aren't they? Because you listen to them on the commute or at the gym or while you're doing the washing up. There, there's something special about coming together at a certain point and joining in with a conversation. So that's what we're trying to do with um, live at lunchtime, because there's so many of us are probably working from home and Jim, what do you normally do on a lunchtime when you work from home? I normally go down and see my wife, who's working downstairs in the kitchen. We have a little lovely uh, salad or something together and um, listen to the radio, I guess, while we're eating, have a bit of a chat. Um, you, but you actually have proper lunch breaks. Yeah, I do. I'm, uh, are you saying you're not pushing me hard enough? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I work through. Her lunch is for wimps. Well, today I did because I knew that this was happening, so I thought I needed to get some work done. So I, I did. I, I worked. I ate at my desk. But the beauty of being um, self-employed and working from home, surely, is just that you can slack off as much as you like. So this morning, before I started doing any work, just laid on the sofa for a bit. You can't do that in the office, <laughs> can you? Came back from taking the kids. I thought yeah. I could get to work, or I could just. Oh, this is nice, isn't it? Nice You're a cool bit like it. Don Draper in Mad Men, aren't you? You, you sat on the sofa to get your, you know, creative juices. Yes, that's it. I mean, some would say sat on the sofa because I'm a lazy git, but no, fine. If you want to go with I'm Don Draper and I'm getting my creative juices going, I am more than happy to take that role up. Are you going to own that? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you're very much like an eating at the desk kind of dropping bits into the keyboard type guy yeah you've actually seen my keyboard yeah and it's um i don't work from home you know i've got a lovely studio but it can be 
lonely where I think there's, you know, you don't, well, some people like yourself stop for lunch or actually do something. But, you know, if you're working from home or sort of virtually, you'll have your Zoom meetings or your team meetings with your colleagues, but it's all work related. You don't actually just stop, draw a line and have somewhere to maybe shoot the breeze. So I thought actually, you know, why not on a lunchtime? We've got a huge community of dadless oldies out there. Um, we've got partners. We've got, you know, don't have to be a dad to watch this, obviously. But people that could just go, you know what? What do I want to do on a Tuesday lunchtime at 1pm? I'm going to tune into the show. Here's some topical debate, some great chat, some special guests, some live music. All these things I'm promising that we're probably not going to deliver, by the way. I was going to say, which show is this? Because I'd like to watch that rather than this one. <laughs> And it's just a bit different. So, yeah, welcome. Thank you for spending your your lunchtime with us. So, Jim, obviously now we've got a, a bit of a new audience to this. So we just reintroduce ourselves to, to explain who you are, how we met and why the bloody hell we're doing this. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, given an opportunity to talk about myself, I'm never going to turn that down, am I? You, you are a twin, two-decade I was going to say 20 decades, two decade long experienced media global whirlwind. I think that's your traditional diet, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I like to go by. So I started off in the world of radio in 2020. No, 20, 2000. 2020 <laughs> was four years ago, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It, that's what radio does to you, especially when you do breakfast radio. I did breakfast radio for about seven years. Yeah. And I can't think straight. It just set me up to have kids. Definitely, because, you know, I could get up in the morning and pretend to be perky really early, and that's basically what I did for those seven years. But, um, but yeah, it's completely destroyed my good looks. I mean, I, I'm basically, I'm actually only 21. Um, and uh, you're just looking at the face of a haggard old gentleman. So, yeah, so that's my background, radio, media, content writing and things like that, and uh, did some dad blogging for a while. And while I was dad blogging, this other dad blogger from the South Coast got in contact and went, oh, look at this thing I've done. I'm looking at the things you've done. And we both started admiring each other's work, and it was pretty We flirted on Twitter, didn't we? Really flirted, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, that was Dan. And so then we started doing sort of, video chats to this was early only fans really if, if you think about it um to uh let's swap some ideas in person and yes. we did and then a beautiful working relationship occurred and yet still about seven years is it it'd be yeah. will it be eight years this year possibly yeah um we still not actually met in person which is yeah weird, right that, well it, it is but it's kind of i'm down here on the south coast you know you, you're repping yorkshire mm. and it will be weird when we finally meet yeah um because i've never seen your legs i don't <laughs> actually know you if you have legs that's true it's a good point and and you know when you've got no concepts of how tall someone is yeah i remember i did uh some work in lockdown with some people and only ever talked to them on video call. And I didn't realize two of them were actual giants. And I got there, I got a quick neck from, from looking at them. I was like, you know, you don't get this impression on the internet. This is weird. But it's also the, you know, how, not sort of sound, how people feel, how they smell, mm. you know, all of their, their personal aura that you don't get. So yeah, 
seven years and counting that we've not been in the same space. So I think that's probably the same for, well, maybe a bit extreme, but for lots of the people sort of viewing and listening, now we, we have this sort of hybrid workforce. You're going to have colleagues in different countries and stuff that you play a large part in each other's life, but only for small slivers during the day. Yeah, or even colleagues in the same country, because yeah. you could have had someone who was, let's use a technical term, because I've been writing corporate blogs today. Yeah. Someone who was onboarded during COVID and Ooh. has never been to the office, or at least never been to the office at the same time that you've been in the office. And that's strange, isn't it? That you're working with these people really closely in a way, theoretically, but not actually, you know, shaking hands, fist bumping. Do they still do the elbow thing or is that out the way? I think that's so last year. You say that though. You've seen the Robbie Robbie Williams documentary on Netflix, haven't you? I have seen the Robbie Williams documentary on Netflix, yeah. There was a lot of elbow touching in that, wasn't there? But that's probably because it was filmed. But no, it was it was way before. It was that's the thing. What I'm saying is that was pre-pandemic. That was when he was like late nineties in his uh, initial solo pomp, and it, it fits in because I don't know if you remember Robbie Williams did um, every New Year's Eve they have like a singer doing bringing in the New Year on BBC One, yeah. and it's like a gig. And they had a gig with Robbie Williams once, and this was before the pandemic. This was, you know, a couple of years before maybe. And there was a bit in it where he went out into the crowd and he was shaking hands and shaking hands. And then they cut to him back on stage and he was just slathering his hands in hand sanitizer. And then it cut away again quickly and then went on with the rest of the show. And so maybe that's a Robbie Williams thing. He's always been someone who doesn't want to, you know, touch people's hands or anything. So he is potentially the pioneer of the elbow touch. You're saying Robbie Williams is not a man of the people. I'm saying he's an innovator. He's got too big for his boots and he doesn't want to talk or touch the working classes. This is what you're saying. No, I certainly don't want to say that because some of the people who criticised Robbie Williams back in the day come out of that documentary looking really badly. So I'd like to say (laughs) Robbie seems like a decent, if troubled guy, and I wish him the best. He he seems to have matured a lot and he's Mm. a parent, obviously. So as we know, this gives you a completely different view of the world, having... uh, young lives to look after so i i like robbie don't like his music but he seemed like an all right fella my other gripe is he could have worn some trousers when he was doing the uh, head talking head interviews because he was just in his pants a lot and i didn't need to see that but if you're a rock and roll star with a multi-million pound bank account and you can swan around your house followed by a documentary crew and wear pants why would you not well, the only alternative, I think, is to buy some really expensive trousers and show them off. And then to look at these uh, trues that I've got. So this is what you do for these calls, isn't it? You buy really expensive trousers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. £10 off Vinted, these. Marks and Spencer's cords. <laughs> so, Jim, we are now into 2024. Yes. How did you come into 2024? Are you full of vim and vigour? Yes, actually. Although, yes and no. Let's let's put it like that. So oh. I had quite a good Christmas period where I've been on a health kick for a couple of months now because I got really healthy in lockdown and then really unhealthy. And I'm like, I need to get back onto it. And I thought, okay, I'll let myself have Christmas. But actually what I did over Christmas was I, I kept kind of running. I did some runs through Christmas. I, I didn't, I ate you know, more than I would normally, 
Yeah. But I didn't go overboard. So Christmas Day, we had a really big Christmas dinner. And then in the evening, usually I'd have had like loads of cheese and other things. And I was just like, no, I don't need anything else. So actually, I felt a lot better come New Year's Eve than I have done in a long time because I didn't feel like I'd pushed myself too far. I'd still had a really good time. I didn't drink excessively. I drank a little yeah. bit, but not too much. And I, I just felt like I hadn't got that real sort of like horrible feeling from excess I just felt like I'd had a nice time and that was good. That's, you know, that's what you can expect. And then we went to Saltburn on the Yorkshire coast. We got a friend who's got a flat there and it's a beautiful place to be. Isn't that where the film's just... See, it's not the same thing. It's not the same place. Because you went there, because I've seen a bit of that film and it gets a bit dodgy. Well, that's what I've heard. I'm watching that on Friday. So I'll report back on the similarities between Saltburn the place and Saltburn the film. (laughs) Um, Didn't get that dodgy. Saltburn, the place, obviously, you know, it's yeah. respectable. It's Yorkshire, the home of Yorkshire's only pleasure pier. If you wanted to know, if that's a bit of a trivia that could come up in a pub yeah. quiz and that would help it. So, that is one of your really useful public service announcements that you just bring up completely randomly. So, for the, uh, the last couple of years, we've been doing these, these podcast stuff, the regular listeners will know that Jim is a fountain of knowledge for things you didn't need, didn't know that you needed to know. And yeah. I think you've just demonstrated clearly why you are that person. Yeah, it took away from the story, but you know what? It was true, and so that's what we're going with, right? Well, we went away from a story. We had a rambling conversation yeah. that just went somewhere completely different. We've changed. This is the new approach for 2024. Oh, we're Honestly, professional now, aren't we? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Before, Carry on. before that, everything was straight. Um, so we went there and we had a lovely time. Nice New Year's Eve. Um, I didn't stay up until midnight. No need. Um, so it's just another day in it. But, um, <laughs> and so that was nice. And so I was coming into 2024 all positively. The New Year's Day, we were back home and my wife had got one of those really long, thin water bottles. I don't know if you've seen them. They're, um, they're really strange hot water bottles that, you know, yeah. I guess it's so you can like kind of, you know, get more of your body warm. And I was absentmindedly filling that up with hot water on New Year's Day night. And there was some kind of airlock thing went on and it absolutely sprayed boiling hot water out all up the side of my face and onto my ear. And I don't mind telling you, it really, really hurt. Now, if I'd just been beaten up by a hot water bottle, I'm not sure that I'd be happy to share that information. So have you have you got a sexy scar? It's, I tell you what, it was a lot more impressive a few days ago, but uh, okay. I'm not being paid by the Germaline Corporation. But no, that's Germaline on it, and I'm going to show it to the camera, but you can't really see. You could probably see there's a bit of, like, crustiness on my ear where the skin came off. Uh, yeah, back. people are having their lunch, and we're yeah. now looking at your dermatitis. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a big red mark down there. I might share that, actually, in the comments at some point. There was a really big, horrible red mark down my face but thankfully i'd consulted the nhs website and i I sort of knew you were meant to run it under cold water so as i had my head under the kitchen sink at an angle trying to get hot water there i was like looking at the nhs going oh it says to stay under for 30 minutes okay so new year's day night i spent half an hour if not slightly more with my head under the kitchen tap just spraying it and spraying it and spraying it and it was absolutely can nah. I ask why you would bend over the kitchen tap and not just go into like the shower? Because 
I'd just been burnt by a hot water bottles jet stream and I wasn't thinking straight. However, after doing that for quite a while, I did then go and have a shower because I thought that's probably a bit e- lot easier, right? But um, the danger of hot water bottles, right? The day, see, another public service announcement. That's two in the space of about six minutes. <laughs> yes, there you go. Like, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. Yeah, the fountain of knowledge. Yeah, so that, it was not a great starts of the year really um and yeah it, it was a bit it was quite traumatic because i went to bed i took loads of painkillers before i went to bed and i was like oh, i'm gonna be awake at three in the morning absolutely in shocking pain and it it what it didn't actually hurt that much it's been sore for the last week but it's not been as bad as i feared it might be but, did you um, get a sticker or a badge because you had been a brave boy no i didn't but I did go to the doctor, but only because my daughter had to go to the doctor the next day. Yeah. And I thought, well, rather than make my own appointment, I'll take her and then just go, oh, by the way, can you help me with this? So um got a little two-for-one deal at the doctor's. That was good. <laughs> we sorted out my daughter. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I burnt my face. What should I do? And he just I said, got I got ouchy. Yeah, I got ouchy. Can I? And then he didn't give me a sticker or anything. But Did he I, offer to kiss it better? No, not even that. Um, they really are discouraged from doing that nowadays. <laughs> Since the court case. Since the court case, it's all gone a little bit wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so physically it's healing and it didn't hurt that much after the initial pain. But yeah. actually, it's kind of knocked me a bit mentally this week. It's, it's, it was slightly traumatic. Um, <laughs> and so, so I think I'm getting back onto it. So I came before New Year's Day, I was in a very good mood about it and now it's sort of tempered for a bit so i'm coming into it kind of all right but not as well as i could have done how about you well i sort of ended it injured so just before the we broke up for christmas we had a dad's versus kids football game with the the team that my 12 year old uh or 11 year old son plays for big thing a lot of the dads obviously like myself are really really fit really active you know Proper, proper athletes, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, so we, we had this game and it basically descended into prison rules really quickly. Um, and one of the little star strikers decided to stud me. Oh. And I didn't realise till afterwards my, my ankle and my shin bone completely swelled up and I was hobbling around for the best part of two weeks. The bruise has only just gone down. Two weeks? Uh, two weeks, yeah. I, I also went to the A&E to get an x-ray because I thought they probably, you know, had like a stress fracture to it. Mm. Um, they found it hysterical, my son especially. <laughs> so, oh, my best mate did that. I said, like, yeah, that kid's dead when I see him. <laughs> <you do." laughs> um, so that put me on thing. And then on New Year's Eve, myself and my partner, we went to this beautiful shepherd's hut in the middle of the countryside airbnb outdoor bar very romantic away from absolutely everything um and i got a stomach bug oh no 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 yeah so it from what was set out to be very romantic ended up like you know that scene in the in-between as an example goes sir i thought it was a fart oh yeah, it was very unreal. It got that awkward. It was more awkward than the Horizon IT meeting after Christmas. 
That is pretty, pretty awkward. There. That was very, very awkward. Um, oh, very no. unromantic. So the the first work, the first few days of the working week of the new year, I was completely washed out, and I, I felt terrible about it because I put so much pressure on me to, you know, start the gym and do all these healthy activities, and I just couldn't. And it just made me think, oh god, my life is completely over. I have failed already mm. and it's all it's only like the 5th of january oh it's yeah I th the problem is that that's the mentality we could all have isn't it is that oh well it started badly what's the point but it, uh, it is what you um, have to do is just go let's just leave that there draw a line under it and now we move on it doesn't have to start from the 1st of january it does and then i've, what I've just realized to, to the, the the people that are taking part uh, and viewing this at the moment, you do have a chance to actually comment. Um, life, so give, give us some feedback. Tell us your stories, your woes of 2024. Now, I've just seen uh, a message that's popped up from my partner telling me I'm not actually invited next time. There you go. It's on the screen right now. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind that. of her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really kind of her to do that. Uh, yeah. We also had another message. Thank you to Vicky. Who says, thanks for the lunchtime laugh so far. Got to go for a meeting now. Boo. Um, which is a shame, but that's the thing, right? You can dip yep. in and dip out of this and then you can go back to it later and you can watch the rest of it because it'll be on our YouTube channel, our Facebook. We've got Twitch because we are down with the kids. We've well. even got that toctic, haven't we? We have, but we can't stream on that because of various boring regulations. Um, boo, boo to toctic. Actually, yes. that my, my child is fixated, right? with uh tiktok and i don't know about you guys but one of his main things either that or youtube he watches videos of other kids playing computer games mm -hmm. and apparently they're athletes right <laughs> who are they right <laughs> i've seen some of these spotty yikes. <laughs> athlete is not the word that comes to mind okay right. um and he's really into this this group or uh, this game called Grilla, Grilla Tag. And basically, it's a bunch of grillers going around hitting stuff and building stuff, from what I can see. Um, and what I, I realised the other day, he was talking to me about it, you can build what's called a clan, so you can play with your friends. Um, and they started recording some of their games and putting them on TikTok and started to get several thousand views of my son and his friends recordings of playing games yeah. and he did three videos on tiktok uh and the other day he came and he said oh i've got to leave a bit early and i said oh yeah why is that he said i've got a fan meet and greet what yeah him and his two buddies have organized a fan meet and greet and they put three videos out that is amazing isn't Who's, it? Who, who are these fans? Are these are they traveling from Edinburgh or something? You know, oh no, no, no. It's, it's in the virtual world. Oh right, okay. is, oh yeah. Not, oh, not, that has marked me out as so old, hasn't it? <laughs> that really has. That's made me think. Oh, they're, they're meeting at you know they're going to do a signing at W H Smiths or something like that. Yeah, two eleven year olds and a nine year old. Yeah, getting they're a not line. hitting the road. No, it's not, not. It's not like the Radio One Roadshow. <laughs> oh God! Where you have to go to where they all the celebrities sit behind a trestle table. Yes, and you have to go up to them and go, "I really like your new album, Beverly Knight." And then <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, thanks. What's your name?" Uh, yeah. Hello, Jeff. Doreen. To yeah. Auntie Doreen. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's for my mum. Yeah, that sort of exactly. That's the one you get all the time, right? 
Wow. So they had an online meet and greet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that was, yeah, it was crazy. So I think in the fullness of time, when we get ahead of this Tok Tok thing, Tok Tok, Tik Tok, Tik Tok, that's the word, mm-hmm. we could be doing fan meet and greets, which again, potentially is going to be awkward because we're not going to meet in the flesh. No, exactly. We'll have separate riders, separate dressing rooms, separate limos, mm-hmm. and have just like a velvet curtain between us. Yeah, it's it's gone so far now that we have to kind of uphold this. I think the the, the hold separate, I believe, is what they call it in the corporate world. Let's do that. Hold the magic. So yeah, that was my my New Year's Eve, and I, you know, thinking about if this, you know. I don't know what they call them, online athlete things, pays off. But there's money in it, isn't there? Mm. There are mega, mega, mega bucks, which I didn't realise. And, you know, as a parent, you want to always invest in your, your kids' futures. And I think through the last few years, my son's wanted to be a uh, a karate man, Karate instructor, he did judo for a while, uh, skateboarding. I think he still does football about three times a week. It's boxing. His new one is uh, kart racing and rugby. And I've invested a lot of time, effort and money into supporting him and his future. Mm. Right? With the hope. No, not the, not the hope. Yeah, he's just enjoying himself. But, you know, if he became a professional in one of these that I could reap the benefits, right? That that takes dedication. And then you've got people like Luke Littler's dad, that all yeah. he did is took his son down the pub. <laughs> like, fair play. That was the way to do it, right? That yeah. was it. Just go, you sit there. It's the old, isn't it? Like, I'm just going in here for a pint. You sit out there with a lemonade and a packet of crisps and three yeah. darts and... Like, see how many 180s you could make. 16-year-old wonder kid. He he doesn't look 16, though, does he? No, he doesn't. Tough paper round, right? But... It was a tough paper round. But, yeah, his dad just took him down the, down the club on a Sunday and ignored him. And, yeah, look what's happened. One of my uh, favourite things from that is that... Because um, what did he earn? He earned something like 200 grand or something, didn't yeah. he? And... Um, one of the newspapers made a big thing about it. They just went, Wonder Kid Luke Littler wins 200 grand, but he'll have to give up 80,000 of that. Um, and then HMRC tweeted, going, Yes, we can confirm income tax exists. And that's what it's <laughs> like, Why are you trying to make a big story about a man pays tax or man will have to pay tax or, you know, high earning child, I guess, will have yeah. to pay tax? But uh, yeah, fair play to him. I imagine just at 16, no matter how good I was at something, I don't think I'd have had the confidence to stand up in front of a darts crowd and do it really well, whatever it was I was good at. That's a tough crowd, isn't it, darts? They are not known for giving you an easy ride. So fair play to him, I think. He must have thick skin. He's got thick, I was going to say thick everything, but no, he's built as a union, but yeah. Got a thick white He's got a today, but not a hairline. No, he's got a hairline of a forty-six-year-old. It's <laughs> unfortunate, isn't it? Mind uh, you, you know how much uh, would would hair plugs be tax deductible? Seeing as his image is quite important, it is. And I realise I've just hair shamed him. You have, yeah. Hairlined 
shamed him. So I, I apologise about that because there are many of us, myself included, who are somewhat follically challenged. Yeah, I didn't think I was doing too badly. And then I saw some pictures taken over Christmas and I was like, oh, <laughs> my need to start wearing a hat. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Bothering people wearing hats? <laughs> well, not everyone who wears a hat is hiding their uh, bald pate. <gasps> yeah, not everyone. Good. Some of them. I mean, have you ever seen Jamiroquai without his hat on, right? Good question. I He just could have just a massive head like that, which really yeah. hurts for the people listening. <laughs> I mean, his hat sure so you... long, it now it looks like a pepper pot. I'm sure you can imagine. That's such a beautiful image that halfway through that virtual insanity video, and yes, that is my topical Jamiroquai reference, a song <laughs> that came out nearly 30 years ago. And there, he just suddenly takes it off. And, yeah, he has got the head like the cone heads of that film. <laughs> also from about 40 years ago, that reference. You heard it here oh. first. We are the zeitgeist. Cutting edge. This The Dadless Soul Extra Time podcast is always right at the bleeding edge of what is new and upcoming, as long We're, as it was new and upcoming in the 80s or 90s. Where we feel comfortable. Exactly. So that, we've got, um, as it's the new year, for our regular listeners, we've got some uh, new features coming up. Um, and we've got some oldies but goodies. Jim, mm -hmm. do you want to share some of the treats that maybe the boys and girls at home with can look forward to? Well, we have a new feature we like to call Ask Alex, which is... Alex no, it does not. You, yeah. You'll hear the tune. It has in a bit when we uh, when we do it. So Alex is uh, Alex Walter is our um, conflict management expert from the Dadler Soul sessions, uh, which happens last Thursday. Uh, sorry, first Thursday of every month, and uh, he is an expert in coming up with advice for people who, on our WhatsApp group and our private Facebook group, we always ask for questions and if anyone's got any issues with conflict management, they will get in contact. Uh, with us and they will ask those questions and we'll put them to Alex so what I'm going to do I'm going to put them to you we'll come up with our own answers to the problems and then we'll find out how close we are to Alex's answer after that uh, we're also going to look forward to what's going on with Dad Soul with the events that are coming up we've got some videos to show you of that and we've got some music that we love that you might not have heard yet or in the past and we would like to share that with you as well. That is some of the stuff that's coming up. Plus, we're going to talk about what we're celebrating and what we are struggling with as well at this point in time. I think that, the way you've just described it, is basically uh, like a microcosm picture of what Dadless Soul does. Yeah. So there are conversations, uh, advice, expert advice on problems that you are struggling with you know you can ask for help whenever you want to there are good tunes there are events and yeah this this is almost the a small virtual uh demonstration of what we as an organization do in the real world as well so you're very 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 lucky to hear or slash view this exactly um, should we go for some music first of all? I think let's have a musical interlude because people might need a bathroom break. Mm, and by people, do you mean the two middle-aged men hosting this podcast? 
This is where it gets awkward. Yes, please. So this is a singer called Jens Lakeman, and he is Swedish, and his birthday is on the 6th of February, which is the best day for a birthday, all right? Um, and he's just brilliant. He's really good. He's he's made loads of great music over the past, loads of great collaborations. He did uh, an album basically about waiting to see Kirsten Dunst in Gothenburg and um, when she was filming something over there. And he's just like, he comes up with like fascinating different tunes and I've seen him live a couple of times and he's absolutely an engaging presence as well. And this is a song I wanted to play for you by Jens Lakeman. This is called, You Are the Light That Travels In and Out of This and That. Enjoy. Yeah, I got busted So I used my one phone call To dedicate a song to you On the radio Yeah, I got busted In custody I imagined our melody Being played on a grand piano I saw your face in front of me It was perfect clarity I saw a light in the end of the tunnel And it was you Cause you had a light by which I traveled into It's and that you are the light You are the light by which I traveled into I got busted I painted a dirty word On your old man's Mercedes Benz Cause you told me to do it Yeah, I got busted But soon they released me Cause the cops were sad And they didn't know how to prove it face in front of me it was perfect clarity i saw lights in the end of the tunnel and it was you cause you are the light by which i traveled into this and that you are the light you are the light by which i traveled into this and it's also so obvious Why would anyone need a map or a compass? It's so beautiful To be guided by you Cause you are light You are light by which I travel into It's not that you are light You are light by which I travel into 
There you go. That's Jens Lakeman. It's You Are The Light That Travels Into This And That. It's the Dad The Soul Extra Time podcast. That is my choice for the bands we like, but you haven't heard of. That's really good. Thank you. Well, I mean, I say thank you. It wasn't me that did it. Well, I'm, I'm saying thank you on behalf of Jens Lakeman, I guess. Will you get a cut of his royalties when he, like, super charges through the, the stratosphere now? Sadly not, unfortunately. I used to know someone who worked at his... No, so I do know someone who used to work at his record label. So, you know, if I'd have done it a few months ago, then they would have maybe helped... You know, they'd have earned a bit more money or something, but... Um, but we've got form for breaking new artists, haven't we? Because last year we played a song by Ren. Yes. And, you know... Don't want to say a few weeks later, he had a number one album. It's not just a coincidence, is it? That it's that it's not. Happens. It's, it's well, we have the power. We're the power behind the throne. Yeah. We're like Snap in many ways, aren't we? We have the power. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Snap. Which one are you, Crackle or Pop? <laughs> no, I'm Rhythm. I'm a dancer. Um, <laughs> there we go. Terrible. So... That was good music by good people. Um, should we solve some people's problems, Jim? Because that's also what we're very good at. Yeah, let's do that. So should we? are we going to do Ask Alex? Let's do Ask Alex. Uh, so this is a question that was asked on uh, the Dad Soul sessions recently, and we're going to give you our answers before we tell you what Alex's answers are. If you want to jump in and give your own answer, that's absolutely fine. Do it on the chat function of whichever platform it is that you are watching this uh, Davos All Extra Time Live at Lunchtime podcast on. Uh, my teenage kids have... I nearly said my teenage kicks. <laughs> my, I'm just in the music zone. My teenage kids have been arguing over the amount I spent on them this Christmas. I went for gifts I thought they would like and appreciate, brackets, and use, but it seems I should have paid more attention to the exact cost. How can I help them see this? Dan, what would your response to that be? I would take everything that they value in their life and take it away from them. Right, okay. Put them in a cupboard under the stairs, in the dark, for at least six months because they strike me as being incredibly ungrateful. Uh, so let's just see how they survive hard prison time. Okay, well, you know, harsh but fair, some might say. <laughs> or potentially not fair. No, that's a, that's a tough one because the the to discuss the monetary value of it... Actually, I had this exact very similar conversation with my, my son. Near where I live, there's a, a lovely jeweler's on the corner and it has some very, very fancy watches on there. So we go past there and we, we'll have a quick game of, you know, oh, who can spot the most expensive watch? Uh, we're doing it and it was going up in thousands of pounds. And I just said, look, I, you know, couldn't do that. that that's ob obscene to me, um, morally. And he said, oh, no, but you, if you had the money, you'd buy me that. And I said, well, what, what do you think's most important that maybe that if I didn't have that money, I, I saved up uh, for a long time, really researched a great watch and bought you something that's worth £100, or I just went out and bought 10 grand for that shiny one without thinking about it. It's like the 10 grand one, please. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I, he needs to be beaten into submission as well. <laughs> It is, yeah. yeah. What would you do? 
Um, I'd be really disappointed. And I think it would be like you'd have to have a sit down when you talk about what people value, what the values are, what what you value most. And if you value the most expensive thing, then that's not necessarily a great foundation for anything. Um, it's tough. I've seen those. I, we were in um, Leeds City Centre the other day and uh, there was a jewellers there and they had a, a ring for £10,000. Mm. And I did think, like, who goes into Leeds City Centre and goes, right, what's on my list? Milk, <laughs> uh, bread, £10,000 ring. No, like, I can't imagine ever Drug dealers? Going, well, maybe, yeah. Footballers? Could be, yeah, potentially. But it's just, it just seems so, as you say, obscene. Like, I think yeah. my car's worth about a grand. Uh, <laughs> the house is about nine grand. Well, it is Yorkshire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, I just absolutely find it crazy to think that people are out there spending that amount of money. But there is the line, you know, obviously as a child, to go, oh, I want to give you a gift made with love, and it would be, you know, something that your nan had knitted, yeah. which you're never going to wear. And it's like, no, no, I don't want this. So finding some in-between, potentially? Yeah, there does need to be something. And also, I think you do have to sort of express, really, don't you? This, this I bought this because I know you like this, and I think you'll use this for this. Because, there's, you know, we really should be, as a planet, stopping buying novelty nonsense and yeah. expensive trinkets that no one's ever going to use. So... um it's much better to go, look, I really bought you this because I thought this would work for this and this and this. And but how do you feel as a parent then, you know, if one of your kids gave you a present that they'd made, right, which you've got no use for, you don't really understand what it actually is, and you think, through the last few years, I've spent an absolute fortune on a child. At least you could have done this, saved up your pocket money for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but oh, no. You've come at me with a sellotape dispenser you've knocked together from bits of old balsa wood. Yeah. Exactly, or the inside of a loo roll and a fairy liquid bowl. Well, I, I mean, this is quite triggering in a way because... Um, <laughs> many, Trigger warning! Many years ago, I... we It must have been in primary school because I was really young and I remember where we were living and I was living there when I was really young. So we must have been doing some kind of woodwork in school at the age of about six or seven, and I'd created a lift for very thin people, which consisted of a plank of thin wood at the bottom and two side planks. And my idea was it was a lift for thin people, and that was what I wanted it to be. My mum and dad used it as a letter rack, and I was absolutely livid. That was not what it was. It was not for a, a letter rack at all. It was a lift for thin people, and... To this day, that is really something that stuck with me. When do they still have that? No, I don't think they do. No, no. <laughs> no. You see, you'd think so, but my mum and dad are quite good at just getting rid of all the stuff. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> when we move house, get rid of everything. Like that sister that nobody talks about. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, yeah, I wonder where she was at Christmas. Hang on. Well, it could have been a letter rack. It could have been a toast rack. That could have been really useful. It was a lift for thin people, Dan. It wasn't yeah, either I mean, of no, those things. Were you like surrounded by lots of thin people? Because that's a niche. Um, 
<laughs> I don't think I don't know. It was the 1980s in the north, so probably yes. To be honest, <laughs> we were all on strike. Yeah, Thatcher yeah. had murdered us, so we couldn't afford. You know, we were living on one bowl of gruel per family per year. Yeah, yeah. that's about it, really. Um, yeah. So you know, I mean, I guess that yeah, it, it is nice to have a thought behind the gift, but yeah, something good. You know, not a lift for. Also, thing. can I just mention randomly for the people that are viewing? Are you really enjoying as much as I am seeing Jim really struggle now the sun has come out and trying to blind him? Still, I'm got in the his studio. I haven't got the curtains up in this room, <laughs> and I'm looking directly into the window, and it's really troubling me. But there's not much <laughs> I can do. See, as an audio, this doesn't work. As video, yeah. you can say, uh, let's just watch how, how bad he can actually get. I mean, during the next song, I'm going to put, I've got a little plank of plywood here that I'm going to put in the way of the sun. But uh, was it a plank on. of wood that came from the lift for Stimpy? Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Useful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, yeah. Can we see so, what Alex actually told yeah, us. It's probably a good idea, isn't it? What has Alex got to say? Oh, I'll tell you what, and during this, maybe then I'll be able to uh, put my plank over. Oh, the sun's going in now, so there's no point. Right. Well, first of all, this must be really disappointing for you because, I mean, I think all of us found that Christmas was tough this year financially and we spent what we could on our kids. And it may not have been as much as we've done in previous years, as much as we want to. Um, sit down with your children and say that you were really upset by their response, yeah? Because actually Christmas isn't about the money, it's actually about the thought. And I'm just getting visions of um, the first Harry Potter film where, I think it was the first Harry Potter film where he counted how many presents he had. This is not Harry, but his cousin mm -hmm. that yes, he lived yeah, with. Yeah. Um, and he was really upset there was one less than last year and his father was trying to explain, well, yeah, but one of them, or some of them are really big, they're bigger, you know? And it has become this very fiscal, monetary driven quantity driven number driven event which it really really shouldn't be perhaps i'm just harking back to days gone by that we've left forever i don't know but sit down with your children have a chat to them and say i'm really sorry but i chose presents very specifically for you that i thought you would like yeah my question would be how do they know what it cost yeah and if they say, well, we looked it up on the internet or whatever, we go, well, yeah, I got different prices. Uh, That's yeah, always yeah. a good one. Yeah. There was a sale. There was whatever. You know, be economical with the truth. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, going forward, how do we avoid this next year? Fine. You set a budget. You tell them. Give me, if they're teenagers, give them, tell them to WhatsApp you a list, yeah, of what they want. And you say, this is your budget. This is how much you can. You go look. You go find you know, and I'll do what I can within that budget. And the final thing you can do is if there's any money left over, um, then you can put that all together and go out for a family meal or whatever. Yeah. But it's about empowering your children to take some more control of what they get and what they want, but also making them understand that actually it's not about the value. It's about the thought. What I like about Alex and the advice that he gives is that he's not afraid to just go, you can lie if you want, it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> long, you know, as long as, as long as the intention is good, then, you know, it doesn't matter if you tell a little bit of an untruth. And I think that's really quite refreshing. 
he he's a GP, and in some of the the previous or uh, sessions that's come in, he's actually beamed in from the the surgery, hasn't he? Mm. So oh, well, this is it, yeah. It makes it look a lot more high budget than uh, than it actually is, because yeah, it looks like we've gone on location to our uh, Holby City. Ex- yeah, exactly. It really does. It's great. But isn't that that's a lovely thing about the um, the Dadless Old Community? Because we do have access to a huge range of expert teams and people that are willing to share uh, their rights. And Alex is just a prime example of that many men, you know. Um, well, maybe we struggle going to the, the doctors or the, you know, the hospital to have checkups. We're embarrassed or we just don't want to bother them or mither them. Um, and this is about how we, we can change that conversation by putting a, a name and a face to a problem solver. So you know, if your car breaks down, you go and speak to Dave. Dave's a mechanic. He'll sort you out. Actually, if your, you know, kitchen needs fitting, there's Terry, who's great. Now, if you're having some mental health struggles or some issues in your relationship, go and talk to a qualified, you know, GP and conflict resolution expert. I think that's um, really, really wonderful. Yeah, it is. And it, yeah, it's sort of breaking down the barrier because the barrier is I don't know who they are. I don't want to, especially with something like a mechanic as well, where you're like, yeah. I don't know who to trust, who's trustworthy and who's not. But if you know someone who's there regularly at the same sort of uh, event that you are, that it comes up and you can talk to them about it, and you can have like a, a good conversation with them, you know that they're going to be on the level with you because yeah. you have that personal connection already. And then I guess that works also for, you know, for your, your GP. You know, you, yeah. you know that this person's not going to be judging you because they're there at this event where the whole point is that we're as open as we can be. I think that's it. And we, they'll probably realise that everybody's gone through the same initiation ceremony to join Dadless Soul, um, which is quite similar to the Hells Angels one, I believe. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot uh, less biting heads of chickens, so. though. <laughs> well, is there though? Just, I mean, is there? Yeah. Well, again, we're not going to lift behind the curtain in this episode, are we? No, no, exactly. Not yet, anyway. No, not not yet. Um, so we're, it's nearly coming up to the end of lunchtime. And the boys and girls at home probably have to get back to work very soon. So should we go out with a high? What, I, I tell you what, go I'd on. rather go out with a high than an unhigh or a low, as I believe some people <laughs> call them. <laughs> And unhigh. So, yeah, this has been the episode of Live at Lunchtime. Please do like it and share it. If you've got any comments, feed it back to us. If you've got any issues that you want um, us to put to Alex for you, um, let us know. If you've got a band that you think you would enjoy and you think the world needs to know that, let us know. This isn't just Jim and I having a conversation. Well, it is, but, you know, hopefully you might take something from it. For well. other people to, to take part as well, because, as you said earlier, that listening to a podcast normally is quite solitary, especially one like ours, where we'd say a lot of stuff that could be quite easily countered by other people. What, and, like fact checkers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is your opportunity to go to join in that and just go, because you know how many times you listen to something and you go, that's not right. That's You're wrong about that. Yeah. 
then, you know, this is your opportunity when we do this to just come on and tell us we're not right and tell us what you think. Add your voice to the debate and we'll get that sort of online community. Call us out, basically. Yeah. This is what we want. It's, it's well, Yeah, we actively encourage being called out. That's awkward because we talk a load of shit quite a lot of the time. <laughs> There's a lot of areas that we can be picked up on. Yeah, I mean, be kind with it, obviously, yeah. but do call us out if we need yeah. to be If you prick us, we do bleed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or if you burn us, we do run our heads under the kitchen tap for half an hour. Rather than going to the shower mm-hmm. like an actual normal person would consider doing. Yeah, okay. Okay. This has been the Dada Soul Live at Lunchtime show. Um, there's plenty more podcasts on your uh, podcast provider that we produce. Uh, there are the Dada Soul sessions that take place on a once a month on a Thursday night. We have our play dates. We have our dads only meetups. We are basically going for a 360 approach in giving you guys a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of information and a little bit of engagement. Should we play some music and say goodbye to the boys and girls? Yeah. Okay, then. This is uh, a YouTuber that does incredible mashups. And I like mashups because it's just the kind of way my brain works to take two very different songs and put them together. So for this one, we've got the Grease Mega Mix. And what would happen if it got into the hands of Snoop Doggy Dog? I mean, there's a tease. It's the one and only dysfunctional DJ. Stranded after driving. Branded a fool. What will they say? Hit me! Clipping all the amps, dripping through hoods. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, South.
central out to the west side. west side. It's California love, it's California bug. Got your boy a gang of bug. I'm on one, I might bell up in the Century Club with my jeans on and my team strong. Get my drink on and my smoke on, then go home with something to poke What's on. Locus on for the two triple O. Coming real, it's the next episode. Na, 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 na. That's my favorite bit. It just him popping up. Na, 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 na. It's just going to be stuck in my head for days now. <laughs> it's the mix it. that you did not know you needed. I love it so much. It's brilliant. Well, this has been the high that we wanted to go out on on the first episode of live at lunchtime. I hope you've enjoyed it. So there are plenty more podcasts that we've produced um, on your provider. Go and listen to them. When you're at the gym, when you're on the commute, while you're doing the ironing, whatever you need to do, but do make sure you're back two weeks today. Um, actually, better check this with Jim. Are we going to do another one of these, Jim? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been terrified. Uh, yeah, we can be your bi-monthly cure or antidote for lonely lunchtimes. Come and join us, take part, um, and let us know how we can soothe your woes. And what I love is that we're going out on a high with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> Dr. Dre, mini butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Right, see you later then. Bye. Ta-ra for a bit.